Hello and welcome to episode 111 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have a, re- a review of Silver Surfer Black. This is a five-issue series by Marvel Comics. Silver Surfer ba- Black's creative team is Donnie Cates on writing, Thrad Moore on art, Dave Stewart on colors, and Clayton Clouds on letters. Uh, this is your spoiler alert for Silver Surfer Black, so if you don't want to be spoiled, please pause the podcast and come back after you've read the comics. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Noah, um, I think we're going to tackle this in two fronts. We're going to tackle it as you know, a storytelling um, breakdown and some some paged breakdowns, but before we do that, uh, why don't you, as you normally do, lead us off with some initial thoughts uh, on this uh, comic book series. I love it, but it's not much of a surprise. I love Trad Moore's work and what I've read by Donny Cates, I really love as well. Uh, it's it's a stunning piece of art and it's on, on its own. And then uh, it, it definitely makes me want to read all of Donny Cates' cosmic uh, stuff because it, it ties into the, the larger picture of his sort of like cosmic mythology within the Marvel universe. Um, yeah, it's it, but it, on its own, as a Tradmore Donny Cates vehicle, it is a stunning piece of work. Uh, just because it's very expressive, it's uh, it's all, it's sort of weird to see such a like you know such an expressive book and such a abstract book in mainstream comics. You know, you would you'd expect something like this from like a, a Mobius book or a Yodorowsky mm-hmm. uh, book. You'd you'd expect weird stuff like this, but that it's a a Marvel book that came out monthly and then ties into a larger, you know, more comic book superhero universe. It's pretty special. Yeah. Uh, as you were talking, I was trying to think back through that. Um, the, the Silver Surfer Black, had he appeared in the, the Marvel universe prior to this series? Well, I haven't read it, but I know that this series takes place right after an event in the Guardians of the Galaxy run that John, that Donny Cates had been writing. And then recently, Silver Surfer, in his black version, showed up in Thor at the beginning of that. Yeah, I had, I, I had been reading the, the Thor series as it came out, and I went back and I read this. Um, so I had seen that appearance there. Um, I think we'll probably touch on, as we go through the storytelling, I think there's a little bit of a, another tie-in to, to the Thor series that uh, Cates is, is, is uh, writing right now. Yeah, they're rereading it now. I've only read the first couple issues of the new Thor run, but it definitely does tie into it that they explain some stuff in the background as far as, you know, the larger picture of the new Thor series. But yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. So the um the 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 series just starts off, it just sort of drops us in um with what we get through a lot of this series, which is the the sort of internal monologue of the uh of the surfer uh um it's a great way of sort of uh you know letting uh anybody who's familiar with the surfer um sort of just sort of you know fall into that sort of comfortable story of the of the surfer but also anybody who might have been part of just uh that that guardians of the galaxy series reading it and it just drops them in and they're they're sort of up to date on the the backstory of the surfer within like two to three pages yeah it's a great way of just starting it out and again trad moore is very expressive very uh like you know very uh dynamic artwork 
is mm -hmm. it like you know it's a new and it's a new and cool way of telling the surfer's origin story and it, it works great and he does that throughout the whole series it's it's awesome yeah so we we, we follow the the surfer um for a while uh in the first issue um as he's going around uh you know he encounters uh some some marvel characters but basically um and it, it, as we said we're gonna we're gonna spoil this i guess uh the 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 ending point of issue one is a, another uh kate's creation here um do you want to do you want to talk about uh, how issue one ends yeah issue one ends with uh the appearance of null the god of the dark i guess is what he's called or the dark god or god of the abyss i can't remember what it's called but he ties into like donny kate's venom run and uh, then Null has been like a huge player in other books that Donny Cates has written as well. He was a big part of uh, the Absolute Carnage run recently. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a big player that Donny Cates introduced and was sort of an immediate hit. And he comes from sort of the, the alien planet of the symbiotes. He's sort of the, their god, their creator. He's sort of a cosmic force unto himself. And uh, he's the main, main antagonist throughout this whole series. Yeah, that's, uh, it seems like Cates is sort of uh, carving out his own sort of uh, line or his own sort of universe, because even as we talked about, the uh, Silver Surfer Black shows up in the, the Thor run that he's doing. I'm pretty sure we saw Cosmic Ghost Rider sitting at the, at the table with him that one time. So um, yeah. he, he certainly likes to create toys for the Marvel U, but then he certainly likes to, to, uh, uh, to play with them. Um, as we finish up issue one, I thought one thing that was really cool was uh, the the letters page at the end of one, where he talks about how he was uh, um, uh, he was in an airport um, when he had got the news that uh, Stan Lee had passed away, and he had kind of been working on the story. Um, and with that news, he went back and uh, he sort of redid some of the elements of this story so i thought that was really a personal touch that uh you know gave us a good insight to sort of creative process and how much um these stories uh are special to to uh to the to the folks that are getting to work you know on stan and jack's uh creations that is a cool story i i, I don't think i read that that's that's really good. i need to go back and read that now yeah. So uh, two is uh, is a is a pretty action packed uh, issue. You know, yeah. uh, Null and the Surfer fight a lot. Um, again, it's a lot of the story is told. Um, you know, you get Null sort of doing that 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 villain speak, but a lot of again the what we learn through the storytelling uh, is the the surfer sort of telling himself uh, things that he needs to do or things that, that he's done before or sort of willing himself to, to do more things. So uh, uh, I would think that like 90% of the, well, maybe that's too much of a, a generalization, maybe uh, 80 to 75% of the, the dialogue that the surfer does in this five issue series is mostly internal. Yeah, I would agree too. And it really, what I've read of the Stan Lee, Bosima, Kirby, Silver Surfer stuff, that, that harkens back to those books because a lot of those are very brooding, like, you know, very, a lot of internal monologues from the surfer in those. Uh, it's definitely, well, you know, 
well, as a kid, I used to read the, the old Silver Surfer comics a lot, and it sort of changed my opinion about, you know, superheroes and their philosophies because of Silver Surfer, because he was outright like a pacifist because mm-hmm. of how, you know, how like, you know, how violent and, you know, his past was in, in being the herald of Galactus and being sort of this herald of death to the universe. And um, because of that, then he never understood, well, he had no sympathy for for murderers or anything like that, but he would never kill them um, because of his uh, his deep code that he would never kill again. But there was almost like this personal philosophy behind it, like this pacifist, uh, very 70s hippie-ish philosophy. Mm-hmm. And not in a bad way, hippie-ish. It was definitely like a Stan Lee philosophy, like a good superhero philosophy behind it. And uh, it seemed like that was sort of something that they wanted to do with that book was sort of have this, you know, space guru, you know, I guess like, you know, he is really like a surfer in that way where he's sort of always pontificating and philosophizing, philosophizing, I don't know, just making up philosophy, you know, being very uh, intuitive and uh, intellectual about his conversations. Yeah, and somebody who sort of travels alone in the deep void of, of space, you know, he's not going to have people to talk to a lot. He's going to be alone with his thoughts a lot as he sort of travels through these vast sort of empty spaces. So that would lead you to sort of uh, maybe sort of like meditate on these, these deep thoughts and, you know, the meaning of, of things. So it sort of lends itself really well to, to a character who has that sort of uh, solitary existence for, for long periods of time as he, he travels through the, the, the voids of space. Yeah, he's a surfer, right? So that's that's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. So so we talked about two being sort of a knockdown, drag out fight, um, but two ends with him uh, meeting up with Ego, the the living planet, which is another sort of in the line of crazy cosmic beings that the the Marvel universe has created. Yeah, I love Ego, the planet, in this story. I love him as a character in general, but in this story, he's pretty great. You see him as less of a villain in -hmm. this because uh, something that they reveal in the next issue and through later on is that um, at the beginning, Silver Surfer goes through a black hole with the rest of the Guardians. He saves them from going where he's going, which where he goes is way back in time um, to when Ego was sort of a younger planet and when Null was still free on on the universe. And um, so Ego at this point isn't the the maniacal, you know, living planet that he was, but he's still incredibly wise and knows who the surfer is and who he will be because Ego's a celestial and all that jazz. Um, Yeah. So at the midpoint of the series at three, uh, we, we do sort of, again, go back and tell the, you know, the, the tragic story of, of the surfer. Um, uh, which again sort of uh, gives us more of a connection to them. Uh, but then it gets, you know, well, we said this is a really trippy series, but it gets really trippy as oh, yeah. he travels inside uh, Ego, the, the, the living planet. I, I'm looking at the two page spread right now where the, the surfboard sort of turns into to a drill that sort of um, goes through the, the layers of, of the planet. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of diagonals. Um, actually, there's a lot of diagonals, but there's also a lot of uh, two-page spreads where where more sort of like leads us through the action with the the movement of the surfer. If it's on his board, or as is as he's falling, or 
sometimes in battle sort of shifting back and forth and it's never it's never hard to 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 know where your eye is supposed to go because you sort of follow that main character around and the balloons are placed really well by uh Klaus to to um not you know if they were placed in the wrong spot it could become really confusing to to read and order without panel borders but they, they do a really yeah. good job here yeah, I agree with you. And I have a couple, I have two of the spreads to talk about in um, when we get to the art breakdown. And you're right, you know, Cowles' lettering placement really works with Trad's composition. And uh, I, one thing I'll say about Trad Moore's composition is that it's very creative, but it's not very subtle. And at the same time, it's not really supposed to be subtle. It's, no. just, it's just so over the top and it's so great. Uh, but there's such a, nat there's a beautiful natural flow with his inks and then of course Dave Stewart's colors complementing them. Yeah, what I really love about it and this is not meant to be a slight in any way because it's uh it's beautiful but it's almost like a like a young kid drawing just for the for the love of of drawing and not caring about sort of uh that it has to look perfect. It has to look it has to, it's like, look at this. This is cool. Like, yeah. you know, it's not like, it's not like that that Jim Lee hyper realism or like Greg Land, you know, you know, photo reference. It's just, it's like, it's like a little kid or, a, or maybe not like a little kid, but maybe like a kid in middle school or high school, just just drawing for the fun of it. Yeah, that's what I get from it too. There's just so it just feels like Trad Moore's let loose onto these pages, and that's in every issue. So when I was picking out pages for us to break down, it was really hard because you can tell like there was nothing held back on this art. It was just all put out there. It was all Tradmore's best. And uh, yeah, I would say it emulates almost like the McFarlane, you know, in like, you know, when he was drawing Spawn where like, you know, nothing was held back on those yeah. pages. Like it yeah. was just all out there. Or even Kirby, for that matter. And, like, when Kirby went full Kirby on, like, New Gods or something like that, it was all out there. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, issue three ends uh, with the surfer finding out what's inside the, the middle uh, or the, the center of Ego. Um, you wanna, do you want to go ahead and say what he finds in, in there? Sure, yeah. So, something has been... The reason why Surfer goes in there is because something's making Ego sick, and Ego saved Surfer from Null in order for Surfer to save him, uh, Ego. But when he gets to... Surfer gets to the center of Ego, and he finds... Because this is, you know, thousands, millions of years in the past, he finds a young Galactus, and it's, like, in his incubation after his last galaxy had passed away. Mm-hmm. So he basically was being incubated inside of ego, um, drawing off of ego's life force in order to grow in power. And this is Galactus and his gallon form, not Galactus form, um, before he be before the universe gives him the like you know the cosmic power to devour worlds. Mm -hmm. It plays into the, some of the themes, and then an issue four they start playing into the themes of balance of light and dark and what it means thematically to the story. Yeah, this was, uh, you know, we, we've talked about the, the, you know, many times about the sort of craziness, the, the diving into the, to the cosmic universe, but this is, uh, you know, this is really cool to see 
and uh, it's a it's it's a take on Galactus, and not necessarily a take, but sort of going back. And you know, not that I've experienced a lot, but you know, usually Galactus is just this you know this force that just shows up and right. devours planets. But this is uh, this is a you know a, a timeline or an early early days of Galactus that we don't really see a lot. Yeah, I love this this version of Galactus. And before Surfer meets Galactus, uh, he's ready because he knows it's in the past. He knows that Galactus is in a in a, in a vulnerable state. So he's going to throw Galactus into a star because the whole time he's he's sort of been having these nightmares of of becoming this destroyer of worlds the Surfer has. Mm -hmm. He's been having these flashbacks. So he's trying to reconcile with his past and being the one who was responsible for Galactus destroying billions. And uh, so he finally gets the chance to undo all of that because he's in the past. And he gets to the White Dwarf and the Watcher shows up and stops him and says... No, the, the the galaxy put Galactus here for a reason. And there's this interesting exchange then between the surfer when he meets Gal- Galen, not Galactus yet, but Galen is sort of reserved to this fate of knowing he's going to be this destroyer of worlds and, he, and he's not okay with it. But at the same time, he's like, but I don't have a choice. Like the galaxy chose me to be this person that's going to equalize everything by destroying billions of people and of, of lives, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, talking this through after reading, reading it earlier or finishing it up earlier today, I really like, uh, talking it through and connecting all of the, the sort of dots and, and thinking about how well the, the story is, is being told. Um, it is, it's pretty cool. Um, so this ends with, uh, with the surfer, um, uh, on this last page, uh, where he says, uh, well, he's, he's talking about different things, but I, I, am I, am I seeing this right? That he's taking some of the, uh, the, the darkness on himself. Yeah. Well, like what, I think the rules of it, and I don't even having read it now twice, I don't understand really how, how it works with him like how his power works. I don't know if they, they explain it that well, but basically as he expels cosmic energy in this series, he starts to transform into this new type of surfer, right? Mm -hmm. Like as he expels light, the dark comes in. And uh, so he always talks about destroying the dark, destroying null, destroying Galactus, that kind of thing. And he just sort of thinks that means you destroy but you don't create anything, I guess, is sort of what it is. So that he just thinks that he's being wasted away instead of creating something new. So what he does is he takes some of the cosmic energy uh, to destroy uh, Null. And uh, I guess from the destruction, he also creates life of some sort it's weird i I think it's something i'm gonna have to read a lot more to understand how it works yeah i i i agree with you there i i didn't i didn't fully grasp uh that as as well um but let's talk about the last issue so that we can move into to the uh the you know the art breakdown yeah this Um, is the trippiest issue of them all 
Yeah, it's the the very first uh, the very first page after the 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 title pages. I know one that you've sort of highlighted that will will break down, but you definitely go right into uh, into that sort of uh, trippy uh, storytelling. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is very it, like you know it, the the issues before were abstract, and this one just goes full abstract, and uh, even to points where all of a sudden you know, Tradmore is reusing artwork from previous issues and he's mm-hmm. mixing it in with new artwork. And of course there are these abstract shapes and forms that sort of resemble the surfer and other things around him. And then there's the epic battle between him and Null again, which just goes bonkers, uh, which we didn't even talk about in the last issue where they had the, the where surfer and Galactus have a mini fight uh, on a spread and it's be- and it's basically the surfer's board takes this form of a, a cobra and Galactus takes a, the form of a, of a, um, uh, was he taking the form of like a, a hawk or something yeah. like that? Yeah. And like, then, uh, the, then they, then there's, uh, dolphins and dolphins. wolves and like, a, like, a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a elk or a moose creature. Yeah. That, that one yeah uh, they yeah they 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 do change shapes and that's another one where we talked about how it sort of goes back and forth but we're able to follow the the travels of the of the surfer through the battle yeah and how the board mor- morphs and there's a little bit of that in this issue as well um a lot of craziness a lot of great artwork um and basically it ends with if you you, you want to talk about how it ends yeah the the uh the fourth or the fifth issue Fifth issue. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, there's, you, you said that there's a battle, uh, another battle, which is always uh, needed in a, at a superhero comic, even one as trippy and as cosmic and, you know, deep, uh, you know, thoughts and, and, you know, exploring different uh, uh, themes. It's, it's still good that we, we get the, the superhero fight. And it's an awesome one because the board also transforms, the surfer transforms the board into a giant sword because yes. Null carries a giant sword. So him, sir, the, the surfer and Null have this like lightsaber fight basically. And it's, it's, it's epic. It's yeah. just, yeah, one page of awesomeness. Yeah, so then after, after the battle, uh, the surfer sort of falls... Um, uh, to, to, to a surface, uh, again, he's a lot of, uh, inner monologue. Um, uh, he's, it looks like he's more transforming more into that, uh, the, the, the full black form when we had saw him before, maybe it was, uh, you know, the upper part of his torso had, uh, sort of taken on that coloring. Uh, but here he's, he's, the, uh, he's fully sort of changed. And I'm wondering if, the whole darkness thing and it's all about him expelling his sort of his light the light inside him you know like that's sort of what he's afraid of and then bringing on the dark but he thinks the dark is bad but it's it's not so so the black representing the darkness or 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 something is uh sort of something he's been afraid of but at the end of this throughout this issue he's sort of reconciling that he has to destroy the light in order to balance it out between the dark and the light and become silver surfer black, I guess. Yep. And that's, that's how we end the, the fifth issue is he says, uh, he's saying, I return 
in the black uh, in the black the, in the end uh there's a cool, very cool last page where they show us a little bit of the uh, the Mobius uh, Stan Lee story, um, and then that ends. But you know, Silver Surfer Black or Silver Surfer in this black form is certainly something uh, we're going to see a lot more in in the in the Marvel U. Yeah, and another important detail is, and again, we said that we had the spoiler alert at the beginning, but since this is back in time and he's been wondering like, you know, with this this opportunity to go back in time, does this mean he gets to kill Galactus? But instead he becomes the reason that uh, his home world uh, was formed. So Mm -hmm. he's the one that created his own planet. So basically he originated himself and this weird cycle of things. Yeah. Yeah. Which is an interesting, it's very trippy. It's very 2001. I would say this whole issue, well, this whole series is, but especially this last issue. Yeah. And I guess uh, one story thing we should talk about before we switch to the art is, uh, and we talked about this a little bit before is that the, the black winter, which is uh, sort of an aspect of the, uh, the Thor series uh, was, I believe was introduced here unless it was talked about in any of the, the guardians of the galaxy stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It might have been talked about in the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, but yeah, the Black Winter is a big is the is the main thrust of the plot in the new Thor series, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's what killed Galactus, or is about to kill Galactus, because there's all a bunch of timelines going on. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's shift this uh, breakdown uh, to to look at Moore's art, um, and we'll we'll go through some of the uh, some of the, the 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 pages that we found really. Uh, I mean, every page is cool, but uh, some of the uh, the the highlights here. Yeah, let me uh, pull up some. So first off, well, recently this was posted on Twitter, but yeah. we'll, we'll do this first page, and it'll be a breakdown of. Uh, the art process, and uh, this is Tradmore's pencils for a page on issue one, where the surfer first encounters after he gets out of the black hole these three guardians at this gate, mm-hmm. and he finds out on the other side that they were guarding, they were trying not to let Null out of the gate, mm-hmm. um, but he wouldn't have known because they they attacked him. So this this is really interesting to see his pencils because you would think with how precise Tradmore's art is that his pencils would be really tight. But like, if you look at all this stuff, it's very messy. Um, it's very loose yeah. and energetic. And uh, I really like that. Yeah, uh, so, so it would seem that maybe uh, the, 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 with the pencils being a bit loose that uh, most of the detail comes in at the, at the inking stage. Which is crazy to think about that he would have, and we've spoken and we've confirmed this with Trad Moore. He only uses a brush, which is nuts when he yeah. does his inks. Yeah. So here are the inks right here, so smooth. You'd think they were done in a computer, but they're all done by hand. You know, uh, again, talking to him, and if you listen to interviews with him, you know that his art takes a long time to produce. Yes. Um, which was nice because I, t- I asked him about it in, in at Heroes Con last year because that, that we Heroes Con lined up with uh, the release of the first issue, mm-hmm. and uh, I asked him because I was like, "Are you going to be doing this like monthly? Like, have they given you time?" He's like, "Oh yeah, they knew already how fast I worked. I because um, you know he'd worked on on Ghost Rider and other uh, Marvel books, 
but he uh so they they had him complete the first three issues before the first one came out so he uh he was well on his way to being done with the series by the time the that the first issue was printed and released uh so that that helped him keep up with deadlines yeah and uh but yeah, so from from the the ink page is uh is so uh this is this is uh dave stewart's colors dave stewart's uh, colors which are very imaginative and beautiful yeah uh it, it's uh they're 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 bright um and they just sort of blend really well um you know when we switch environments they 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 sort of switch um but it's 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 got to be a, a dream when they say Dave Stewart is going to be the the colorist on your on your book. Yeah, it's got to be, and he's you know he's one of the best colorists of all comics in general. You know he's and to, to, for him and uh, Trad Moore to work together is, is a dream team of comics. Um, but I, I I especially love like you said the, the vibrant colors. It definitely harkens back again to Kirby artwork. Mm-hmm. Like they they definitely lean into sort of how saturated that classic Marvel um, with Kirby is mm-hmm. and throughout the whole book. And uh, here it's a little more muted, but that's just because we're sort of just entering into this crazy world um, after the uh, the black hole um, sequence. Yes. And, uh, but this, again, like it's, it, this composition shouldn't work on paper is what I'm looking at this right here, you know, mm-hmm. but somehow it, it flows so well. Um, how much Trad Moore is able to fit into this page? I'm counting off panels here. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten panels. Yeah. And then, but two of them take up most of the page. The, the the top one and then the that vertical one on the side mm-hmm. and then within those pages are like you know the we've talked about before there are hidden panels especially on this first one there's like four panels in here mm-hmm. it's amazing to look at this like i said it, it technically shouldn't be possible and it shouldn't really flow or you know uh be understandable at all but but somehow it, it works phenomenally it's it's like magic yeah we have this sort of uh, falling descending panel uh, that takes up most of the left side of the page and takes us down to the bottom of the page, but we easily transition back up to like the, you know, the, the almost the middle of the page, which normally you wouldn't do. You wouldn't go all the way down and then have somebody's eye come back up to about the middle of the page, but it, it works well. And it's something I've been thinking about lately with a vertical panel like this, but your eye can sort of ride it like an elevator especially mm-hmm. if you have something at the bottom guiding you back up. So this first panel, you have the surfer being whacked from right to left, which again is a big no-no, right? Like mm-hmm. you always try to move left to right, but you move right to left. But as your eye hits the surfer, your eye follows these plumes of smoke coming off him back down to the right. Then your eye follows that invisible pointer down to uh, uh, an even wider panel of the of the, uh, the, of the being whacking surfer into the ground. And then mm-hmm. you follow that explosion down that vertical panel down to these figures who then guide you back up to the next panel. 
Um, which, oh man, it's so weird. Oh, there's so many lines going on here. We could spend the whole episode just talking about this page because this figure with the two wings coming off it acts as an arrow and as a transition into the, the, I guess the one, two, three, the fourth panel. It's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, from there on, it gets a little more straightforward as to how it moves on and moves your eye off the page, but still phenomenal. Definitely. Yeah. And then this is one of the double page page splashes. This is from issue two. And this is during that first fight between Null and then Null's dragon, which is another character that Donnie Cates introduced to this universe. Mm -hmm. Um, I love this, uh, again, very easy to follow you around, but I just sort of love the, the explosion and also the, the fact that Tradmore draws his own sound effects um, into the, into his pages as well. Uh, that's, that's just great. Yeah. So basically what we have here is a, a third of the page with that, that huge explosion. Uh, the bottom two thirds is uh, a nine, almost like its own nine panel grid. Yeah. Um, but the, the actions of the surfer um, lead us through the panels and they, uh, you know, a lot of time it's either the board, the, uh, the surfer's eyes or um, the direction that he's moving sort of leads us to the next, the next panel that uh, it looks like about uh, seven or eight of those nine panels are, are, are just sort of the, the surfer moving through time and space. And those are the reason why I picked this page and you pointed it out earlier and I was going to, I was going to, I thought I was going to be the brilliant one to say it, but uh, Clayton Cowell's lettering works so well with the composition on these, like, you know, how it follows the form mm -hmm. of Trad Moore's composition so well, especially on this panel right here where you just see the surfer's head in the bottom left corner and it's leading you down to that final three panels mm -hmm. to have that, to put your 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 word balloons here on the sides so that it follows your eye and again uses the panel border to lead you back to what Trad Moore is trying to force your eye to. It's it, it's just good. It's good synergy with uh, between uh, I guess uh, taskmasters. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great page, uh, double page spread. But this is from um, issue uh, issue three. And this is. Um, one of those trippy sequences that Matt was referencing earlier where uh, the surfer is digging, he's already dug into the center of ego, but at this point he runs into these sort of antibodies mm -hmm. at the core of the planet. And he, he morphs the, the board into a blade to cut through them. And uh, again, so much kinetic movement, but also the colors here are just so bright and uh, there's so much going on here. Yeah, there's a lot of up, up and down, left to right movement. Uh, uh, and we've talked, uh, you, you mentioned panels with our invisible panels, but you know, this, this looks like a, a single, uh, single uh, splash page, but really it's, you know, you know, we see the surfer commit like one, two, three, four, at least five actions through through this this page so it's yeah um even even though it's a, a single page we still get uh we still get story you know five six story beats through it and that's something i'll bring up later but you know when you have an artist that's just so good and has such an, a distinct style 
there becomes sort of a, a reliance on that style, like almost almost too much of a reliance on that style. And we've talked about that with, you know, Sean Murphy recently and um, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, who are great artists and like, you know, no, like, you know, like they're not bad at all. But then there's sometimes like the one criticism is that sometimes they rely too heavily on their style. Mm-hmm. And you could say that maybe that's happening right here, but in the in the long run of the whole book, like there is just like, there's this uh there it might be donny cates's script sort of rearing it in you know mm-hmm. so you can have these crazy pages like this that are just all over the place um but then you can have like the next page it'll pull up mm-hmm. crazy page this page right here um where you still get a lot of crazy trad more detail but it's almost more subdued yeah. in the story uh, so that the story's not being told just one crazy way the whole time. Like there are these moments where the story really gets to breathe, like this moment where the surfer meets Galen or Galactus for the first time. And yeah, this, we, we, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, there. I was just going to lead you into a comment. So uh, we've, we've talked a lot about like, uh, pages that are very pleasing where they they center up the images they do that here um and we've had so much sort of uh fast pace kinetic energy you know traveling quickly through time and space this is one of the ones that really sort of slows us down and is almost the most traditional comic book page that we that we that we see you know panel borders you know squared up shapes like so this one really does sort of slow you down and sort of uh really make you take in that moment where uh galactus or or in his gallon form here takes off his helmet and sort of reveals his his face it really slows us down yeah and it's, it's a great lesson for me to learn as an artist that just sort of like you know if you have a crazy way of telling a story you can sort of relax sometimes you know and just sort of go for the more you know, the, I guess not the less inventive, it's still an inventive way of composing and send, you know, and, and, and drawing this sequence, but still like, it's not nearly as nuts as the other pages we've looked at. Definitely. And then, and then we'll go right back into the nuts after this page. Yeah. So um, I think the next page is the, uh, no, this, there we go. That's the first page of, uh, page five uh yes it's sort of uh it i don't know if you you see it but do you do you see it to be a little bit uh salvador dali-esque i was gonna say i I think the whole book has a very dolly feel to it this is very picasso oh true yeah yeah like that's like there he definitely is drawing from the expressionistic sort of uh artists uh like dolly and i'm trying to remember what's the one artist who drew like the melting clocks um i can't remember that guy's name but that artist as well um the artist who did the scream that artist there's there's a lot of that in this book like a lot of uh expressionistic um art Mm -hmm. uh but this is like abstract expressionalism like you would see with something like dolly yeah and um and uh and uh picasso and it is uh it is trippy it's all geometric shapes some are you know just lines and just forms but it's it's really pleasing for me to look at it. i don't know about you 
No, it, it definitely is. It, uh, uh, it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of, uh, we, we, you know, in the process of this podcast, we've seen a lot of, uh, pages that have letter I diagonally and that's 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 doing that this here but yeah there's just like every time you sort of your eye just sort of goes around it you 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 pick up new things and you you just you you slow down on some things you speed up on other things but you can sort of sort of go around it and each time uh focus on a different thing yeah this is one of those pages I'd put up for someone and say how does it make you feel you know this is the it's it's not something you see in a lot of mainstream comic art yeah and then the next one is a good mix of everything i think yeah so i think uh it's it's moving towards the the end of the of the book um where it's uh these are a lot of uh uh, small horizontal panels leading us through different uh, creations and different different things. Uh, but why don't you talk a little bit about this uh, this page here? I love how this page sort of ties everything together in one page. All these planets were planets that uh, Silver Surfer referenced at the beginning of the book uh, as as planets that he oversaw the destruction of. But in this moment, he's bringing life to all these different planets and becoming something new. He's no longer the silver surfer. He's, he's becoming something new and he's creating something that he will eventually be, be the destroyer of. And uh, it's really beautiful thematically and, of course, just in, in form as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that it's, you know, I love how uh, the lettering you know, is lined up and it almost seems like, you know, Trad Moore intentionally left that. Oh, he did. He definitely intentionally left a space for the letterer to really work with his own form as well. And um, also this page really highlights the creativity and just the, you know, the, the inventiveness, uh, the, sorry, I guess the, the spirit of invention that is the, the colors that make up the silver surfer black. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really want to know how Dave Stewart created that effect. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this is the third to last page of the, 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 the final issue. Um, and each panel sort of alternates. Um, it's, I guess it's really a, a, a larger image of the, the surfer. Um, and, and then every other panel is sort of overlaid with a different, uh, uh, a different uh, aspect of, of the story uh, progressing through through the timeline and you can look at it really quickly and those panels that are, are that image of the surfer that's sort of almost behind the, the the panels that go through they look you know you can almost look at those at first glance and think that they are are different uh, different images but when you pull back and you look at the page at, 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 you know as a page together that's when you see the, the you know that that first panel that third panel the the fifth and the seventh even leading off the i don't know if i counted those off right but those 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 that's a larger image behind there um that yeah. you don't you got to sort of take a step back and look at the page as a whole and not look at them as as individual panels which they kind of appear to you as for at first as 
And that's what I would say about this whole series. That's sort of its greatest strength in its art and its story is that you really have to step back from it and think about it or, you know, in the arts case, look at it. Um, this is one of those books that it would be really cool to own like an artist's edition of where you could sort of step back, you know, or have the book open, really appreciate each page for what it is. And yeah. There's a, uh, I think there's a hardcover like treasury edition, which I wonder yeah. if it has any uh, supplemental or, or, you know, making of information uh, that would be cool to, to take a look at. Definitely would. Um, so uh, do you, is that the, the, I know that we're, we're towards the end of the series. Do, is that the, the last page you have there? Yeah, that's the last page. I was the only, I was trying to only do one image per issue, but issue five has some of the most beautiful imagery in all comics in it so it was hard to pick just one yeah i agree with you um all right so let's uh let's uh finish up this review um this was a this was a different one where we 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 sort of broke it down in halves so, you know a storytelling uh you know at you know how the writer tackled it and a storytelling how the how the art team uh tackled it um I enjoyed it it was definitely a different uh type of marvel book i don't think there's been a marvel book quite like this in, in some time. This might uh, sort of harken back to, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the 70s when sort of uh, Ditko with the Doctor Strange stuff and, and Kirby was, you know, being more experimental. So it, 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 it worked really well. Yeah, it's interesting that that inset at the end, that, that uh, dedication to Stan was him and Mobius because Mobius, that was like all his work was, mm -hmm. was that expressive experimental comic, you know, comic making and uh, also very hyper detailed comic art. And that, that run of Silver Surfer is indicative of everything that Mobius did, but also what Stan Lee had done before then as well. And uh, I think it's interesting, like you said, giving that context of Donny Cates reworking it to sort of make it a dedi dedicated completely to Stan Lee. It makes a lot of sense because there is a lot of that in the in the book. There's this formal storytelling, but also there's ex this experimentation in every aspect of the book as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I, th I think it's safe to say that we, we both really, really enjoyed this. Um, yeah, I didn't understand it, but I definitely enjoyed it. No, I, I that, there's there's uh, there's been plenty of uh, plenty of comics that I've read that uh, I haven't understood, but I enjoy. Yeah. So this this will go in, into that category as well. Um, I don't know if we'll ever see like a like a follow up to this, um, but uh, it would be interesting to see if they could figure out a way to um, uh, do more. Maybe as the, the 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 Silver Surfer Black character progresses through that sort of Kate's universe uh there'll there'll be a way to explore um more of more of his story yeah i'd like to see that awesome all right well um i think that's going to do it for for our review of silver surfer black um if you could give us a rating or review on whatever podcast service you use we'd really appreciate it if you want to follow the podcast we are on twitter at construct compod we are on instagram at Constructing Comics Pod. Facebook and YouTube is Constructing Comics. And again, um, I'm going to give a plug for the Ageless Press uh, Facebook page. There'll probably be some more information 
um, there pretty soon, but uh, jump over there and take a look. Um, we'll have links to all of that in our show notes. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll put a lot of the imagery that we discussed here on our, our Instagram uh, page so that folks can see uh, some of the some of the pages that we talked about here. Uh, but we'll be back with a, another episode very soon. Everybody be safe and thank you for listening.